Have you ever felt that alternative medicine is woo-woo and based in something you don't understand? Or how in the world can an acupuncture needle do anything to heal you? Do you have a condition that is too deep or too strong to really rely on alternative and integrative medicine? Let me teach you how Chinese medicine and alternative therapies operate and work, how they are a full system of medicine and truly a doorway into healing. What I've seen clinically as recent as even this week is that healing can happen immediately spontaneously and miraculously. And the process of healing is largely an inward journey, having something to do with the way we relate to our own, the life we're living and the choices we're making, the habits we participate and agree to. I wanna introduce you to what Chinese medicine is built upon and how the science is actually constructed. We will come back to this topic over and over this topic and other wisdom traditions are worthy of a lifetime of enthusiasm. We can study this our whole life and barely skim the surface. Hi everybody, I'm Dr. Saraswati and this is Nourishing Life, where health meets consciousness. Chinese medicine, so that's what we're talking about today. It is a complete healthcare system that has prevented and treated illness for thousands of years. In this system, nature herself is placed at the center of creation and tuning into and aligning with her rhythms is the key to unwinding your condition. You know, patients don't come to us because they love acupuncture. They come to us for our brain, for our medical worldview, for how we think about health and disease. How often we can find a complete healing resolution along with minimizing or discontinuing the use of prescription medications that otherwise you might take for the rest of your life. In, in the recent history in this country, ever-growing numbers of medical doctors and patients have turned to Chinese medicine, not only as a means of strengthening and supporting the body, which can become weakened due to modern day stress, but also to treat very serious conditions deemed incurable by Western medicine. Chinese medicine is an umbrella term, including acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, diet therapy, movement and body work, and lifestyle medicine. It's a distinct and separate system of medical thought and practice from modern conventional mainstream medicine. One of its most elegant features is the ability to read the trends of imbalance before they crystallize into physical manifestation. How do we do this? We use the four pillars of diagnosis. We use looking, asking, touching, and listening and smelling. Okay, so let's start with looking. Here we look at the patient overall. Are they anxious? Are they relaxed? Are they thick? Are they thin? Are they tall? Are they short and wide? 
all of this points to different way that the, the body is, is moving through its energy. One of my teachers would claim, I like to diagnose the patient by looking how they're waiting in the waiting room, how they're sitting down. You know, some people sit quietly and read and other people are pacing back and forth, looking at their watch when you're running one minute late. These are very different kinds of people and very different kinds of imbalances. Other forms of looking could include looking at the facial areas, each area relating to a different part of the body. This points actually to an underpinning of the whole philosophical model that we call microcosm, macrocosm. That is the smaller part is a reflection of the larger part. So we can actually look at the face and get a sense of the overall strengths and weaknesses in the whole larger body uh, that, you know, looking, that would be scaling larger. And the same facial areas point to the smaller internal organ meridian system, which would be therefore scaling smaller. You see how this works? It's all like one continuous unified whole, the one, the Tao. So back to looking. The tongue, we examine the size, the shape, the color, the coating of the tongue. Like a, some one person's tongue would come out and it just looks like a tiny little thing. Another person, it looks like this giant thing. Like you wonder how that even was in their mouth to begin with. So these, this is like such an important part of diagnosis. You can see how those two individuals are completely different, yet they may both come in with the same name, the same disease label like high cholesterol or high blood pressure or diabetes or headache or knee pain, but the person who has a tiny little tongue or the person who has a giant swollen tongue are going to get very different treatments. This is really where we get into what we call individualized medicine. One other thing about the tongue you know, it's really the only internal organ that we can take out and then put back in again. So really it's a, an important part of our diagnostic method. Um, another of the four pillars of diagnosis is asking. And I must say, this is really one of my um, favorites. If you know, the longer you practice, the, there are the methods of diagnosis you become more familiar with, more comfortable with. This is where, this is the more relational part of the system where all of that unfolds, where we really try to understand the patient experience, not only the symptomatic expression, but keeping in mind, what could the root cause possibly be? How did the system go out of balance for these exact symptoms or signs to arise? When we uncover that, then we have the lifetime solution. Often we ask questions that may seem completely unrelated to the main issue. For example, we're interested in everything that is put into the body and then everything that comes out of the body. Patients are sometimes kind of embarrassed, but it's a medical system that gives us a lot of information because it's really different from person to person. We ask about the diet, we ask about sleep, the energy, the, you know, how much energy they have, you know, or fatigue, the emotions, and more. Finally, falling into resonance with the patient cannot be underscored enough. This is the very platform of healing where healer and healee drop their roles and fall into the moment with each other. This is truly where health meets consciousness. 
Okay, let's go to touching. Another pillar of diagnosis. What do we touch? We can touch a lot of things, but primarily we're talking about the pulse. Again, we're feeling actually for 28 different pulse qualities, nine different positions on each hand. So we can, it's a very detailed examination of different qualities and structures in the body. Again, the small part reflecting the whole. Does that make, making sense? Um, we can also feel the abdomen, different um, points on the abdomen um, relate to different organ systems. Um, we can feel the meridians, uh, which are the uh, longitudinal um, pathways in which energy or chi flows through the body, much like a, a nerve uh, channel or a blood vessel or a lymph vessel. We already have all these very um, elaborate communication systems in the body and chi, the meridians, the, the, the chi that flows through the meridian is just another um, communication system in the body. So we feel the meridians sometimes and feel, do they feel really strong or are they bulging out? Are they discolored? Do we push when we push on the meridian? Does the do your fingers fall deep into the into the channel such that there's no real chi uh, in the meridian like that? So um, again, this is the smaller part reflecting the larger whole. Okay, listening and smelling. Now, the sound of someone's voice can be very quiet, or it can be very loud. It can be very soft or it can be really strident like boom boom doom, da, 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 you know talking like that or somebody is can be talking like this and you can't and you want them to like just spit it out already and not really I never really feel that way but it does point to very different expressions of where their body is strong and where their body is weak if it's too strong if it's too weak and we map out and categorize all of this so that we get a, an understanding of the whole system. All of this points to a different quality and expression of chi. We categorize and classify all of that until an underlying imbalance reveals itself. Also, just to say a, a point on smell, stronger smell points to heat where no smell at all points to cold. These are just a sampling to give you a sense of how this works, not an exhaustive list. All of this we put together to allow an image of imbalance to emerge. We don't make a diagnosis based on only one symptom. That's just not what we do. We're looking actually for a constellation of symptoms to point to an underlying imbalance. It's also worth noting Chinese medicine is the oldest continuously practiced literate professional medical system in the world, taking the Chinese over 3,000 years that we know of to develop. Chinese medicine is able to determine the strengths and weaknesses of the individual patients. Many patients experience subclinical complaints such as fatigue, headache, low sex drive, weight gain, Western medicine often does not recognize the significance of these complaints, while Chinese medicine views any observable sign or symptom as related to internal organ or meridian dysfunction. Generally speaking, the body reacts to a stressor or the very cues we are sending it and goes out of balance in three very predictable ways. The energy becomes stagnant, not moving and informing 
the whole body. The energy can become exhausted so that there's just a, not enough energy to create natural function. Or the energy can become toxic where you get sort of a lot of inflammation or toxins, heat, swelling, pustule, or that kind of expression. Each of these appear in very different ways and give rise to the Chinese medicine statement, one disease, many treatments. In other words, when a patient comes in with a headache, it can be diagnosed and treated in many different ways depending on the individualized patient experience. For example, if the headache is on the side of the head, that might be related to the gallbladder meridian. Maybe it's a very slight, mild headache. We'd call that a deficiency, more of an exhausted headache. Maybe it's a throbbing, pounding, relentless headache. That would be more of an excess. All three of those different just examples would get different acupuncture points, they'd get different herbal medicines, they'd be prescribed different dietary treatments. That's what, I, that's what I mean. So this is largely a relational um, uh, experience, meaning a careful patient interview and exam reveals which systems in the body are strong and which are weak. This method allows not only treatment of the immediate condition, but also keeps the body-mind strong with preventative care. The treatment of pre-illness. Chinese medicine recognizes structures and functions that are weakened way before they physically manifest. This is perhaps the most significant aspect of Chinese medicine. Okay, so the last thing I really wanna do with you here today is I wanna just take a little bit of a deeper dive and give an example of how, um, just how we, we connect with reality and what, what our point of view can be. So I recently heard Chinese medicine described like this. Having grown up in the West, most of us have been exposed to high school biology or physiology courses, right? Because of this, most of us think we've learned what we've learned is real. We've learned the real descriptions of reality and not simply one possible description. However, the world is full of descriptions of reality. Consider the world of maps for a moment. For North America, there exist numerous different maps providing different descriptions of the same reality or geographic area. We may have one map that shows the distribution of the population, another that shows the distribution based on religion or ethnic background, another for the distribution of per capita income or housing prices or politics or state boundaries or even roadways. The possibilities for mapping are almost limitless and each map is correct right and in of itself as long as it's based on accurate information and was created with self-consistent logic we would feel that it's accurate the only issue then becomes which map to use for your specific need if you're trying to drive from chicago to san francisco then a road map is probably the right one for, for that stated purpose, but it, it's not necessarily more accurate or truer or a more real description of the area between Chicago and San Francisco than a map showing annual rainfall. So the point is that the map is not the terrain. 
A modern Western map of the human body is only one potentially useful map. While such a map may be more useful for prescribing pharmaceutical medications, for performing surgeries, or radiation therapy on a person, it's no more true and no more real than the Chinese medical map of the body. As long as the modern medicine's map of the body is capable of solving the person's disease or illness in a cost-effective, time-efficient manner without adverse or side effects or iatrogenesis, which means doctor-caused disease, then it, of course, it's useful. The Chinese medical map of the body needs to be considered and judged in the same exact way. The Chinese medical map of health and disease is just as true and just as real as the biomedical map, as long as using it, the licensed acupuncturist and the patients are able to solve the patient's health problems in a safe and effective way, right? Chinese medical diagnosis and treatment is based on bian zheng, which means pattern discrimination. Rather than treating disease symptoms, as Western medicine usually does, Chinese medicine treats the patient's pattern, their constellation of symptoms pointing to an underlying imbalance. That's their pattern, thereby facilitating the body's innate ability to heal itself by strengthening and balancing the vital qi or energy, the flow which flows throughout the whole body. This system of healing addresses all aspects of health and wellness. The healing which results is often so effective and so complete that patients often find other health problems are resolved as well. So I appreciate taking the time to spend with you today and please hop over to our website, nourishinglife.com. It's linked in the description box below where you can learn more about Chinese medicine. Meet us here. Um, and learn more here with me, or we have online courses, we have live experiences, we have communities, we have a lot on women's health practices that you can get started on today. I am so happy to share this new part of my work with you here every Monday, and I hope to see you here next time. Blessings on your healing journey. Bye.